Well, good evening for those of you who just tuned in online. Thanks for jumping in tonight with your Bible, I hope, open. And tonight we're going to be talking about the fruit of patience. I jokingly announced this on Sunday that we'd be talking about patience. And I said, I said you know, I, I really dread this week. I dread the preparation because patience is a hard subject. I will have to be transparent with you to say that I think I've, I have enjoyed preparing this Bible study as much or more than any that I've done this series. I've really benefited from going back and studying the text again and really learned some things tonight, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Also, in, in a sense of transparency, I would also say to you that before I came to the text again to study it and prepare for tonight, this was one of those su- subjects that I wish I could skip. It was one of those topics that I wish, you know, I wish we could just go uh, to the next one and, and not worry about this one. And I'll tell you why. Some lessons you can teach with great conviction, and some lessons bring great conviction as you teach them. And certainly, uh, that's been the case with patience. You know, I, I enjoy talking about love and joy and peace. Those are feel-good words. There's nothing that feels good about patience. Not a thing. Patience demands something from me. Patience can be frustrating and patience can sometimes be stressful. Now, I don't know, perhaps you've heard this phrase before. All things come to those who wait. Or sometimes it's phrased this way, all good things come to those who wait. Have you ever heard that phrase? All things or all good things come to those who wait? A lot of people think that's in the Bible. It's not. That actually is not in the Bible, but it can be traced back centuries, probably at least to the 16th century. Not exactly sure where that phrase came from. But Abraham Lincoln said, things may come to those who wait, but only things left by those who hustle. Most of us, if we're honest, have a problem with patience. But now's probably a good time to remind you that this is a study of the fruit of the Spirit. We haven't talked yet about this, but I want you to notice here that fruit is singular. Open your Bibles to Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22. I want to show you something here. Keep your Bible open. But the fruit, notice that singular. And even in the original language, Greek language, it's, it's in the singular. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Now it's interesting if you compare that to verse 19. Verse 19, it talks about the acts of the sinful nature, which is plural. But here in verse 22, the word fruit is singular, indicating that these nine qualities constitute kind of a unity, if you will, of which those, these are the things that ought to be found in our lives. So it's the fruit of the Spirit. When the believer lives under the control of the Holy Spirit, these nine things should be found in our lives. It's not like I can take this fruit and this fruit and this fruit and I'll take a little bit of that and a little bit of that. No, no, he's talking about this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit living in your life. So fruit is singular. But the second thing I'd say, just in summary, is that this fruit is not artificial. What I mean by that is it is the fruit of the Spirit. In an ultimate sense, this fruit is simply the life of Christ lived out in the Christian. 
The title, Fruit of the Spirit, implies living in a way that you're not capable of living in your own fleshly nature. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You're not capable of doing this on your own. Now, patience is a perfect example of why we need the fruit of the Spirit. For most of us, I hope somebody get ready to say amen. For most of us, patience is a God-sized assignment. (laughs) Some of you elbowed one another, but but that's okay. For most of us, patience is a God-sized assignment. And I meant to bring an apple, but if you think of any kind of a fruit, whether it's an apple or an orange or whatever it may be, there's no such thing as a self-produced fruit. The apple didn't self-produce. The apple didn't, it's not self-made. There's not a self-made fruit. The fruit is a result of being connected to the tree. In the same way, the fruit of the Spirit is a result of our connection to God through Jesus Christ. The fruit of the Spirit is the outward expression of Christ living in me. Now hear that again. It is the outward expression of Christ living in me. And so when we come to Galatians 5, 22 and 23... In this listing of the fruit of the Spirit, Paul changes the focus somewhat. The, the first three qualities that Paul talks about here is that the fruit of the Spirit are, are the ones that are focused on God. You go to the next there. Our relationship with God, love, joy, peace, that's what we've looked at so far. Now we begin a new section in, the, in this scripture, our relationship with others. And the very first one is patience. Now, what we want to do tonight, and this is where I was really kind of blessed as I started really digging into the text, I want to begin with a little bit of a word study because there's two primary Greek words that, that are used to translate our English word, patience. One is one of the words, and, and you'll sit on the TV in just a moment, but one of the words is hupomone, hupomone and macrothumia, macrothumia. Both words are vital to the life of the believer, but only one of them talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Let me show you hupomone. That word possesses the meaning that most of you associate with the word patience. It means to persevere or to remain under something. And it's the idea that you don't surrender to your circumstances. That you're persevering through this. That you're under the weight of something, but you're continuing through. That's hupomone. Let me show you an example of that in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Go, go quickly to that. I was thinking about this text just a few moments ago. In James chapter 1, this is that famous verse that a lot of you know. And if you have the King James Version, I'd like to hear what your verse says. James chapter 1 verse 3 Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Now the King James Version says what? Testing of your faith produces patience. Thank you. In the NIV, it's it's the word hupomone. And in the NIV, they translate it perseverance. It means to remain under and continuing through. Remember that. Now look down in verse 12. Blessed is the man who hupomone, or the man who perseveres under trial. Do you see that phrase? Under trial. It's the idea that there is this weight on you, but you're continuing through, you are persevering, you are enduring, if you will. Another word is endurance. 
you're enduring what you're going through. To put it simply, hupomone is endurance in relation to things or circumstances. But it's inspired by a beneficial outcome. Let me say that again. Hupomone is endurance in relation to things or circumstances. But it's inspired by a beneficial outcome. In other words, I'm going to endure this because of the hopeful outcome. I'll give you an example. How many of you here have gone through some kind of a therapy, like physical therapy? You've had surgery or something, and all right, Mac has, all right. What kind of physical therapy, if you don't mind sharing it, was it a knee, was it a shoulder, what was it, anybody? Shoulder? (laughs) Tom said hip, knee, shoulder, he just, all right. Mac, let me ask you this, when you went through, you said it was shoulder, right? When you went through shoulder, uh, the, the rehab for your shoulder, was it painful? At certain points it was painful? Anybody go through therapy and it was very painful? All right, you guys have? With your foot? Was it your foot? Yeah. Now, I thank, thank the Lord I've never had to do that, at least not yet. But what I know is this. You endure that, you're under that, you experience the pain of it, but you keep going because there's the hope it's going to get better. There's the hope, there's, there's that, that carrot out there in the, in the future that things are going to improve. If I endure this pain, if I persevere, if I keep going, it's going to get better. It may be painful, but it will be beneficial eventually. That's hupomone. It may be painful, but I'm going to stay under it. I'm going to keep going because it's going to be eventually beneficial. That's hupomone. Let me show you this in Scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance, hupomone, inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that this endurance is fueled by something. It is inspired by something. What is the thing that inspires this this hope or this endurance according to this text? What is it? What? It's hope, but what is what's inspi- what inspires that hope? Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. You're, look how he says it again in verse three. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's hupomone. That's perseverance, if you will. Uh, I, I know we were in James, but I want you to go one more time back to James and then we're going to go on uh, and go a little deeper here. James chapter 5 James chapter 5. Verse 10. Brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering. Notice how he describes it there. As an example of patience in the face of suffering. 
Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have, what's that next word? Persevered. And then he says, as an, as an illustration, you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. It's interesting that he uses Job as an example of hupomone. That's the word that's used in this text. You probably have heard about the patience of Job. Sometimes somebody will talk about something. But well, I tell you what, he has the patience of Job. She has the patience of Job. It's, it's somewhat misleading though because do you realize... That in the strictest sense, Job was not a very patient man. Ever thought about that? I'll show you this. Look, go to the book of Job. Go to the book of Job. Over right before Psalm. Job chapter 4. Job chapter 4. Job's friend is talking to him, and, and it says in verse 2, if someone ventures a word, he's talking to Job, if someone ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? Who can keep from speaking? Uh, his friend is implying that Job is not very patient, that he's actually being impatient as they're trying to talk to him about all that he's gone through. Chapter 6, verse 11, Job chapter 6, verse 11. This is Job speaking in chapter 6, and it says in verse 11, Job says, what strength do I have that I should still hope? What prospects that I should, I should be patient? Job was saying, basically, as I look at the future, I don't see it improving. I don't see it getting better. Why should I be patient? Look in chapter 21. Job 21, verse 4. Job 21 verse 4, is my complaint directed to man? Why should I not be impatient? See, Job was a lot like us. He wanted his situation to get better as soon as possible. And if you and I were going through what Job was going through, we would agree, right? We want this to get better as soon as possible. Job was not a patient man, but here's what he did do. Watch this. Job persevered. He persevered in his suffering. Remember, hupomone means to persevere or to endure. And it has this idea, it has this idea of you're inspired by something. You stay at the task. You keep believing because you are inspired by something. What was the hope that fueled Job's faithfulness to God what was the the hope that fueled Job's endurance in the midst of all of this well you're in Job I hope still go to chapter 19 Job chapter 19 Job chapter 19 verse 25 Job says I know now I want to make sure you get those two words I know this is something I'm certain of. There's a lot about life that I don't understand, but I know that my Redeemer lives. And that in the end, He will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see Him with my own eyes. 
I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Job was able to persevere. He was able to stay under and to bear under the weight of his grief and his problems. He was able to keep going without surrendering to his circumstances because he had hope that eventually God would do what only God could do. Can I say to you, there are times, listen to me carefully, there are times when God asks us as his children to persevere in faith and sometimes in tears. That's hupomone. Hupomone is that kind of patience that is referred to in Job and in other places. James, this idea of persevering under this trial. Enduring the therapy because eventually things are going to, it's going to be beneficial. But now hear this. That's not the kind of patience that's referred to in Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, is mentioned a different word. Macrothumia is the word that's used in Galatians 5.22. The word uh, means to be long-suffering, or it means to have a long fuse. It it means self-restraint before proceeding to action. Now that's a, that's a key phrase, self-restraint before proceeding to action. Here's the idea. You have the power to respond. You have the power even to retaliate, but you choose not to. You choose self-restraint. You choose not to respond in that way. It's the quality of a person who is able to avenge himself or herself and yet refrains from doing so. It's your long suffering. You have a long fuse, not a short fuse. You exhibit self-restraint. Now here's the difference between hupomone and macrothumia. Look on the screen. Hupomone or endurance is putting up with things and circumstances. That's what we talked about in the first word. It's putting up with things and circumstances. That's what Job did. Job was putting, that's what James talks about. James talks about putting up with things, putting up with circumstances. You're under the weight of something, but you keep believing, you keep going, you're putting up with something because of the hope that it'll get better. That's hupomone. But watch this, next one. Macrothumia means patience with people. Patience with people. Notice the way that God uses these words together, making it an obvious distinction between the two. That in the Bible, you see these two words together. Let me show you that. 2 Timothy. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Oh, this is so good. I, this, this, I love this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience. Notice that word. Patience, love, endurance. There's that word. If you're reading this in, in the Greek New Testament, you see the word patience. Paul would be talking about macrothumia. And he uses the word endurance He's talking about hupomone. Let me show you this again. Colossians chapter 1. Go over to the left. 
find Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. You say, Keith, where's all this going? If you'll hang tight, I'll show you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing, bearing what? Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. See, I just want you to see how in the New Testament those two words are used. You may have great endurance and patience. In both passages, Paul emphasizes the importance of being patient with respect to people and enduring with respect to the circumstances that you're under. Now here's another interesting and important distinction between the two words. Hupomone is inspired by hope. I'm enduring this because I'm hoping things are going to get better. I'm, I'm going through the therapy because I'm hoping things are going to get better. I'm taking the treatment because I'm hoping things will, are going to get better. Hupomone is inspired by hope. When you're going th through some things that are bad or circumstances that are hard... Uh, patience in this situation is it's inspired by hope. But watch this next one. Macrothumia, the, the fruit of the Spirit, is inspired by mercy. And this is where you need to really tune in. Those watching online, please get this. The fruit of the Spirit that's mentioned patience, it means that it's macrothumia is, is inspired by mercy. Now, it's interesting to me, as I've thought about this, that that one word, endurance, is not part of the fruit of the Spirit, hupomone, but macrothumia, this idea that I need the Holy Spirit to help me deal with people, that is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Watch, watch this. It's saying, I, I don't need the fruit of the Spirit in order to deal with my circumstances, but I do need the fruit of the Spirit to help me deal with people. Anybody know? Yeah, there we finally got an honest one. Said, "Amen." It's interesting that we can endure things in our human nature, and sometimes with God's help, certainly. But responding to others the right way sometimes requires us to have the fruit of the Spirit. Would you agree? Just yes or no? Would you agree that? Being patient with circumstances is far easier than being patient with people sometimes. Yeah. And I tried to think about why is that? Why is it that it's easier to be patient in our circumstances than it is to be patient with people? Anybody got an answer? Yeah. All right, we don't understand why they think the way they think. Circumstances usually can be overcome. Yeah. You see, when, when it comes to unfortunate circumstances, I kind of endure that. But when it comes to trying people, I have someone to blame. Right? I can point the finger at him or at her. I can blame them. Many of us have suffered great frustrations dealing with people uh, and it's like, you know, I, I'm not sure that I can handle this. I'm not sure how to respond to them. I'm not sure what to say to her. I'm not sure what to say to him. 
Here, here's a thought. What if, what if God sometimes uses aggravating people to change or develop us? What if, what if God will sometimes allow trying people in our lives to bring out the worst in us so that he can deal with it and then bring out the best in us? See, the fruit of patience helps us to complete something that's lacking in us. Now, I've just got three or four more minutes, but here's what I want you to, to understand. One of the most revealing things about this fruit of the Spirit is that this word that is commonly used, macrothumia, in the New Testament to describe this kind of patience with people is the exact word that the New Testament uses to describe how God deals with us. How Jesus deals with us. Uh, let me show you this in Scripture. Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2. And I got so many other scriptures. To, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here trying to decide which way we're going to go. Let's just, Romans chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Now we know, chapter 2, verse 2. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere man, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, tolerance, and patience? Macrothumia. Not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? The purpose of God's kindness, Paul's making the case, the purpose of God's kindness, the purpose of God's patience is to give them an opportunity to repent. And Paul is saying, who are you to be their judge when God's trying to give them an opportunity to repent? In other words, watch this, God is showing mercy. We call it patience, God is showing mercy, giving them an opportunity to repent. Let me show you this in 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Peter, over to the right, 2 Peter. Chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, that is the promise of His return. As some understand slowness, He is patient, macrothumia, with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You see, the New Testament uses macrothumia to describe God's attitude towards us. That God exhibits mercy towards us. That God is patient with us. May I remind you also, we're not going to have the time to read it, but in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, the Bible says, Love is patient. Macrothumia. Love is patient. And then love is kind. I'll close by saying this, two things. First of all, think of how patient or long-suffering God is with us. 
He bears with he bears with us in all of our sinning and our rebellion and our waywardness and our apathy and our unconcern. And God demonstrates macrothumia towards us. He demonstrates a merciful patience towards us. He wants us to come back to Him. He wants us to repent. But He demonstrates that kind of mercy towards us. That's why Paul said what he did in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 verses 10 through 13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Macrothumia. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I've got to tell well. I'm going to give you the reference. I've got, to, I've got to tell you the story. I'll give you the reference. I won't read it. Read it. Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35. Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35. Jesus uses a story to teach this idea, this concept of long-suffering. Patience t- exhibited by mercy. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 25, Jesus talks about this man who owed a debt he could not pay. And it was a huge sum of money. We'll call it $100,000. And, and he pleaded with his master. He said, please be patient with me. And the word that he uses, the word that Jesus used was macrothumia. Please exhibit mercy towards me. Please exhibit, please exhibit long-suffering. Please have mercy and be long-suffering with me. And I will repay you. And the master said, okay. And then Jesus said that same man went out and he saw a man who owed him money. And he grabbed him by the collar and demanded payment. And the man said, the second man said, please be patient with me, macrothumia. Now this man only owed, we'll say, $10. And that man grabbed him and said, no, I'm not going to be patient with you. I'm going to put your family in prison I'm going to sell them in slavery so that you'll pay your debt to me. And then Jesus said, "How do you?" this is a shorter translation. Which one do you think God wants you to do? How do you think God wants you to live? God wants you to exhibit macrothumia. God wants you to exhibit this kind of patience that says, I'm going to exhibit mercy. I could retaliate. I'm going to exhibit mercy. I, I, I have the power to make you pay that debt, but, I, but I'm going to exhibit mercy. I'm going to be patient. I'm, I'm going to give you time. And, and Jesus said, because, here's the deal, that's the way God responds to you. If God responds to you that way, don't you think, if we're His children and He lives in us through the Holy Spirit, He wants us to respond to others in that same way. That's the concept of patience. Now, listen to me, and with this we're done. You say, Keith, I can't do that. And I would say, you're exactly right. That's why it's called the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. It's allowing the Holy Spirit of God to live in you, watch this, to live in you and to rule in you. Be in control. Remember, there is, there is no such thing as a self-made apple. Apple is not self-produced. The apple is produced by staying connected to the tree. Nor can we produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We only 
exhibit it when we stay connected to God through the Holy Spirit that lives in us. A lot to think about and pray over, and let's do that right now. Father, I thank you for your word that is so true, so applicable. And sometimes so hard to live, because in our flesh, we want to do something different. In our flesh, we get in a hurry. In our flesh, we want to retaliate. In our flesh, we want to demand something now. And so I don't know how this plays out for everyone here tonight, but I just pray that you'll just help us all just to stay in contact with you, letting you have control in our lives, fully surrendered, fully yours, and may the fruit of the Spirit be evident in our homes and in our hearts and in our lives because you're living in us and through us. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Appreciate you being here. And thanks for you folks being here as well. God bless. We have these up here. If you'd like to write a note to JD, to Kayla, or to Jason and Kelly, that would be a word of encouragement up here.